What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Primetime Sports Podcast, hosted by Joey Malari. So, summer night here in Chestnut Hill. The Clippers season just ended, going down in Game 5 to Phoenix. But yet again, the Clippers didn't go down without a fight. They were actually playing great. At halftime, they are up by 9 points. Things were looking good, as always, as each of the last three losses went. The Clippers were up, or full loss, I should say. They were up at some points in the game and then just kind of fell apart. The wheels fell off at some point in the fourth quarter. Tonight's game, the Clippers just were awful in the third quarter, and that was really the difference. The Clippers got outscored in the third quarter, 50-24. to 24. That 26-point swing was, was brutal for the Clippers to overcome. Devin Booker was unstoppable in that quarter. They had 25 points in the third quarter. And here's the stats. Just got them here. 25 points in the third quarter to go along with 10 of 11 shooting from the floor, 3 of 4 from 3, and 2 of 2 at the free throw line. He outscored the Clippers 25-34 to 34 on his own. 25-24, to 24, excuse me, in the third quarter on his own. And that was obviously a tough swing of events there. But if you look at it, the Clippers are down by 20 points at the start of the fourth quarter. 11 minutes to go. They could have rolled over and quit. And that's the reverse of what they did. They won, they won on a great run, and I'm proud of them for that. I mean, at the end of the day, things didn't really go our way this series. You lose Paul George, you lose Kawhi Leonard, and it's very hard to compete without your two best players. And if you look at it around the NBA, let's say the Milwaukee Bucks, for instance, they could have beat the Miami Heat without Giannis Antetokounmpo, which I know Giannis is a superstar and arguably the MVP this year besides Joel Embiid. He's going to be probably second in the MVP race. So if you look at it, you have the... Suns, who have Kevin Durant fully healthy, Devin Booker fully healthy, Chris Paul fully healthy, DeAndre Ayton fully healthy. Then you look at a Clippers team that has injuries to their two best players in Paul George Kawhi Leonard. Still my favorite duo in the NBA, regardless of winning or losing. I love what that duo does when they are on the floor at the same time. Obviously, the Clippers haven't gotten lucky and really haven't gotten enough time with those two guys healthy in the playoffs. But I think if you look at any other team in the NBA, if you take the Milwaukee Bucks, for instance, and you take Giannis Antetokounmpo and Chris Middleton out of that lineup, I don't think the Bucks would have fought in four straight games like the Clippers did, or three straight games, because the Clippers did have Kawhi Leonard in game one and game two. But I don't think the Bucks would have survived those three games and have been in every single game down to the wire in the last two to three minutes of the fourth quarter. I don't think any team in the NBA could have sustained that. The Celtics. If you take Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum out of that lineup, could they sustain those losses there and have their bench step up like the Clippers did? I don't think so. I don't think so. Take the Nuggets, for example, who now I'm rooting for in the next round against the Phoenix Suns. If you take Nikola Jokic out of that lineup and Jamal Murray, I don't think Denver would be able to keep up like the Clippers bench did. And the Clippers had a lot of guys step up. Russell Westbrook stepped up. And that's a guy right there that everybody criticized and nobody even wanted him on the Clippers. They thought he would be a problem and didn't think he would merge well. But in reality, the Clippers wouldn't have been in these games towards the end without Russell Westbrook. Yes, he struggled in tonight's game. And that's coming from someone that's the biggest fan of Russell Westbrook. Yes, I know he struggled in tonight's game. Yes, I know he had a poor turnover with about a minute to go. I know he did. I know. He had a bad turnover with 51 seconds to go with the Clippers down by four points when he's trying to get the ball to Terrence Mann. I know that. I know he missed a three with, what was it, 25 seconds to go with the Clippers down by six. And if you look at his stat line, 14 points, eight rebounds, eight assists in tonight's game. And you look at what he did in the entire playoffs. I mean, he had 14, 8, and 8 tonight. Game four had 37, 6, and 4. Game three, 38, and 12. Game two, 28, 5, and 5. And then game one in the Clippers' big win, he had 9, 11, and 8. And he, as I said, he led the Clippers in points, assists, steals, and blocks in the playoffs. You can't really deny the energy he brought 
on a nightly basis, especially even in the playoffs. I mean, you're looking at a team that's depleted without Paul George or Kawhi Leonard. Everything was going the Clippers' way before Paul George went down against the Oklahoma City Thunder about a month ago. Things were looking up. Paul George looked like himself in that game, even had a great dunk during the game against Oklahoma City. Kawhi Leonard was playing great. The Clippers were driving down the lane with force. Paul George and Kawhi were just taking over and dunking everything. Everything was looking up. And then once those two guys went down, Paul George first in the regular season, then Kawhi after game two in this series against Phoenix, all expectations went down. All all expectations were thrown out the window, and nobody thought the Clippers would have any fight in them. No one gave them a chance. But you know what? They were in this game tonight, and they were in all the other three games they lost. And three of those four losses they had, they were without Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, which, as I said, is very hard to compete without your two best players. Especially when you're giving up a huge free throw differential between Phoenix and the Clippers. No team's going to really survive when they're giving up a differential free throws-wise of 40 free throw attempts. I mean, that, that, that's ridiculous. If you look at heading into tonight, the Clippers were getting outshot of the free throw line 73-35 to 35 in games 3 and 4. They got outshot of the free throw line 73-35 to 35 in games 3 and 4. It's impossible to win games when you're giving up 73 free throws in a two-game stretch. You only get 35 of your own. The Clippers, obviously, you can't really go in there and say, we're looking at it as, oh, we didn't win the series because free throws didn't go our way and stuff. I'm not blaming free throws for the reason the Clippers didn't win. But it's very hard when you don't have Paul George and Kawhi Leonard out there, and then you add in all the extra opportunities that Phoenix got at the free throw line off of some tough calls, too. I mean, the referees tonight were a little bit better, but there were some tough calls in those games, in games three and four, where the Clippers really didn't get lucky at all on some of those in the paint. But this is obviously a tough night, being a Clippers fan, but one thing I can say with the Clippers the entire season, even through all the ups and downs, every single win made my night, made my week, whatever it may be. I lived and died with every single win that they had. I am a diehard Clippers fan, as you can tell. If you've listened to this, even one episode of me talking about the Clippers, you know I'm a diehard Clippers fan. If you know me as a friend... As a family member, everybody knows that knows me well that I'm a huge Clippers fan. And honestly, I can just say I'm proud of these guys. I'm proud of them. Russell Westbrook played with a motor that was just undeniable in the playoffs. Undeniable. Terrence Mann, the entire season, anytime the, the Clippers need a spark off the bench, he came off the bench and made plays and brought energy on defense and brought hustle and brought grit. And I'm excited to see what Terrence Mann does in the future for this Clippers team. Who knows what the future holds? They could easily blow up the 213 era and get rid of Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. Maybe they get rid of just two and keep Paul George. As of now, I'm leaning towards the Clippers trading Kawhi Leonard and keeping Paul George. Who knows what happened with Kawhi Leonard's knee injury after game two? Obviously, he aggravated the knee in game one, re aggravated in game two, made it worse, and ended up missing games three, four, and five. But I think at the end of the day, you're never sure if either guy's going to be on the floor healthy, but you do know when Paul George is out there and he's available to play, he's going to play. Kawhi Leonard missed a lot of games with load management. I know he blames the medical staff for that, and obviously the medical staff has all the tests and the analysis. They go in-depth heavily on how many minutes a guy should play, and they don't want to go too hard on someone's knee like Paul George or Kawhi Leonard when they've had so many leg injuries, but I think Paul George is more available than Kawhi Leonard. When he was out there, I think he was trying harder. Even though both guys... When they are on the court together, I mean, they're brilliant. I do think if I had to pick between one of the two of them, I'm keeping Paul George and I'm letting Kawhi Leonard go. And that's tough to say. Kawhi Leonard is a top seven player in the NBA when he's locked in like he was in the last 15 to 20 games of the season. Paul George is a top 12 player in the NBA in my eyes when he's locked in and playing like he was right before that knee injury against Oklahoma City. And that's when the season shifted. I mean, if you look at it, Every one of that Clippers team is devastated 
after Paul George's injury. Because everybody gasped and said, oh my God, there goes our window. And they easily could have turned everything upside down and just quit at that point, but they fought the entire season, even fought without Kawhi Leonard in games three, four, and five. I mean, there was no quit in this team. And if you look at the Kawhi Leonard and Paul George era in LA, they played 118 games together. They had 83 and 35 record. And that's very impressive. 83 and 35 record with a 70% win percentage of both those guys who were on the floor together. And I wouldn't be surprised if one of them's gone. But at the same time, I wouldn't be surprised if they say, all right, we have one year left on the deal for Kawhi Leonard. We have one year left on the deal for Paul George. Let's run it back one more year and see what we can get. Because obviously Steve Ballmer, the Clippers owner, went in with the expectations of winning a championship. And he's not going to be happy with the highest payroll in the NBA and the second highest luxury tax payroll in the NBA for a team that doesn't win the NBA Finals. And the Clippers' window with Paul George and Kawhi Leonard is still open if both guys are healthy. I know that's a big if. Yet again, I know it's a big if for Paul George and Kawhi Leonard are healthy. It is a big if if both those guys are on the, on the court at the same exact time. But what I do know is when those two guys are on the court together... Not many people are going to be able to stop them in the NBA when they're locked in, especially with the Clippers' depth. I mean, you saw the Phoenix Suns struggle against a Clippers bench for the most part. Norman Powell, Russell Westbrook, they had to carry the Clippers. Mason Plumley even carried the Clippers tonight. He had a big run. I mean, he had a 5-0 run at one point that got the Clippers back in the game. The Clippers are down 20 points with 11 minutes to go. They could have easily quit, went on a big run, ended up getting the score within two points. The Clippers got the score within two points, down by two, with 2.46 to go. After Norman Powell had a big and one, then Devin Book hits a big pull-up jump shot, 40, uh, 14 feet out. Norman Powell responds, driving down the lane, getting fouled by Devin Book and getting two free throws. The Clippers are down by two with 1.58 to go. And after that, that was the last bucket they scored with Phoenix scoring the last four points of the game in the last minute and 58 seconds. The Clippers' next possession, Nick Batum missed three-pointer. Then... The next possession after that, Norman Powell lost the ball trying to make a spin move. That ends up leading to a Kevin Durant layup off of a pass from Chris Paul. Clips it down by four with 58 seconds to go. Russell Westbrook has a bad pass out of bounds with 51 seconds left in the game. Trying to find Terrence Mann in the corner off off of a timeout. They had a nice play set up. And Kevin Durant was coming over and helped defense, trying to help out. I believe it was Devin Booker who was covering Russell Westbrook. And at that point, Terrence Mann probably had a little bit of a window to get the shot off, but Russ just didn't connect with them. And after that, it was just downhill for the Clippers. Kevin Durant ends up getting two free throws. Clippers are down by six with 31 seconds to go. Russ misses a three with 26 seconds to go. And then the Suns just end up dribbling the clock out with a six-point lead, which I was a little bit disappointed in. I I wish they actually tried to foul. I know it's a six-point game with 20 seconds to go, and the likelihood of you winning the game isn't high. But in the NBA this season, there were a couple games. The Dallas Mavericks came back down late by fouling getting turnovers, and hitting some big shots. I think any time that you have a chance to come back, you always give it everything you have. And that's why I like the Clippers. That's why I became a fan of them. I know during that 2021 Western Conference Finals run, I was watching that team night in, night out. I remember sitting on the couch and watching them every single game with my dad. I remember saying, there's something different in this team, the way they play. The energy they play with is just unmatched. The hustle, diving on every loose ball, diving in the stands, never giving up a 2-1-1, always getting back on defense. Never giving up on an offensive rebound or trying to crash the glass. That team never had any quit in them in 2021. That's why I became a fan of them, because of the way they play. Paul George was the start of it. I started liking them in the 2019-2020 season. I'd watch a couple games here and there. I liked Paul George. I liked Kawhi Leonard. And I thought that team was special. I thought that team could legitimately win the NBA Finals. And after that, 
during that 2021 Western Conference Finals run, I started watching just about every single game. And that run there was the main reason I became a Clippers fan. It started with Paul George being a fan of him, but it really grew into just loving the entire team during that Western Conference Finals run. Now I look at it, the next season, 2021-2022 season, last year, things didn't go the Clippers' way. Kawhi Leonard was out the entire season. Paul George gets COVID during the play-in tournament, and the Clippers lose. But one thing they didn't do was give up. They were 42-40 and 40, with Kawhi Leonard missing the entire season and Paul George missing most of the season. And also Norman Powell, who the Clippers got in a trade with the Portland Trailblazers, he was out for a while after the Clippers acquired him. But that Clippers team didn't give up. Then you look at this season. Things didn't go the Clippers' way yet again. And obviously that's tough to say. I'm a diehard Clippers fan. I've made that point a million times now. And you never want to see a team lose. But at the same time, I'm proud of the way this team fought. Bowens Highland, Russell Westbrook, Norman Powell, Terrence Mann, Mason Plumley even tonight had a huge game. Plumlee was, was a big reason the Clippers even stayed in this game. Plumlee had 20 points, 10 rebounds, 3 assists, a steal, was 6 of 7 from the floor, and 8 of 9 at the free throw line. Norman Powell gave everything he had 27 points, 2 rebounds, 3 assists, adding in 3 of 7 from the 3 point line, 8 of 17 from 3. And the most exciting part of the game was when the Clippers were down by 15 points with 5.38 to go. Then, Nick Batum hits a big 3. With 4.52 to go. So the Clippers are down by 15 points with 4.57 to go after Mason Plumlee gets his 10th rebound of the night. Then Nick Batum hits a big three. They're down by 12. Then the Clippers get a rebound from Russell Westbrook off a Chris Paul shot. Norman Powell goes down the court, hits a big three. Clippers are down by nine with 4.23 to go. Then Josh Okoge misses a big three. Norman Powell rebound, finds Terrence Mann. Terrence Mann hits a big three in the corner. Clippers down by six with 3.54 to go. Then... Josh Okoge, another missed jump shot. Nick Batum rebound. Going down the court, Clippers down by six points with 3.19 to go. And Nick Batum knocks down a huge three-pointer for his 19th point of the night. Clippers down by three with 3.19 to go. And Batum played great. 19.6 rebounds, two assists, two steals, seven to 10 from the four and five for eight from three. Struggled early in the series, just about the entire series, but showed up tonight, made plays, and obviously gave the Clippers everything he had. And I'm not sure what the, what the future holds with Batum. The Clippers have a lot of answers to figure out. They could just rip up the 213 era and send Paul George and Kawhi Leonard their separate ways. They could keep one. They could run it back and just keep both guys and try to win an NBA Finals and just go one more year with this team. But as of now, if I were the GM, I would be leaning towards either keeping them together or trading Kawhi Leonard if I'm going to trade one of them and keeping Paul George. Since I think you could build around Paul George since he's, since he's a little bit more of a leader. Even though Kawhi Leonard was unstoppable when he was out there on the, on the court, it's just unpredictable about when he's going to be healthy. Same thing with Paul George. I get it. They both have had their injuries. But I do know Paul George did get the Clippers to the Western Conference Finals in 2021 without Kawhi Leonard. And hopefully, if things were to go the Clippers' way, they would find health at some point. I mean, the Clippers' curse has just been abysmal. And even though I wasn't a fan of them growing up and I wasn't there during the Lob City era when that team really couldn't make it out of a playoff series, I mean, I, I felt the pain of what that's like over the last few seasons. Last season, I came out of that season with so much confidence in this team heading into this year. Because I looked at a team that had Luke Kennard, Reggie Jackson, a team that added John Wall in the offseason. And the difference was, was that team just wasn't good enough to win, I guess. There was just too many guys in the rotation. Obviously injuries as always. Luke Kennard goes his separate ways and he ends up in Memphis. 
Reggie Jackson ends up in Denver. John Wall ends up being a free agent after being traded back to Houston and bought out. That didn't work out. But midseason, the Clippers get Russell Westbrook and get a new life. And even though I had high expectations with that team from last year heading into this year, I had such high expectations when the Clippers picked up Russell Westbrook. And even if that's the end of the Russell Westbrook era as an L.A. Clipper and he's not an L.A. Clipper again, I got to see my favorite player play for my favorite team. And that's just special. I would ne- never trade that for the world, seeing Russell Westbrook play for the L.A. Clippers. I mean, that was just a dream come true for me. I'm watching my favorite player play on the Clippers. I mean, I just couldn't have imagined anything else. And even if things didn't work out, as I said, what I do know is Russell Westbrook was giving the Clippers 110% of what he had in him every single night. Whether he was shooting well or shooting poorly, you know Russell Westbrook was always going to get back on defense, always give you everything he had. Was 3 of 18 from the floor tonight, 1 of 6 and 3, 14 points, 8 rebounds, 8 assists, 5 turnovers. Wasn't his best night. But was his hustle there? Yes. Did he keep the Clippers alive in games 3, 4, and 5 without Kawhi Leonard? Yes. Tonight, he might not have been the best offensive player, but he was getting big rebounds, playing good defense, and giving you everything he had. And I can say the same about just about everybody on the Clippers. Bones Highland, tough night for him, just 9 points, 4, 13 from the floor, 1 of 4 from 3. He tried hard on defense. He had a stale as well. I mean, all these guys were giving it their all. One guy I am, I am disappointed is Eric Gordon. One of four from three and just three points in tonight's game and 20 minutes of action. And he was a starting small forward as well and just didn't give the Clippers really any offensive production in the playoffs that he was giving them at the end of the regular season. He needed to step up and he didn't. But, I mean, he is an older player. You can't really give him the, the keys to the franchise and say, hey, get us to the next round. Without Paul George or Kawhi Leonard, no one really gave the Clippers a shot. And I still had belief in this team. I still had trust. I thought if they won tonight's game, they were winning game six in L.A. and they were forcing game seven. And even though that didn't happen, regardless, I'm still proud of this team. And you'll never hear me be down about the Clippers, even though I'm down about them losing. I'll never be down about how much effort and energy those guys brought in tonight's game and honestly the entire, entire season. Every single night, whenever the Clippers are playing, I had them either on my phone or on the TV, and I was watching, glued to my phone, glued to the TV, watching every single second. I lived and died by every single win they had. Every single win and every single loss, whether it was a game in the regular season, a game in the playoffs, my mentality completely changed. Every time they had a big win, I was always psyched. No matter what I had going on in school, work, whatever it may be, every single time the Clippers had a big win, I was up there with them. And whenever they lost, I was down with them as well. And I can't be mad at them, honestly. They did bring me so much joy and happiness this season. So at the end of the day, things didn't work out for them. But I'm confident in them in the future. And no matter what the future holds for Paul George or Kawhi Leonard, I got to see Russell Westbrook play for the LA Clippers. I became a Clippers fan because of Paul George. He was the start of me being a Clippers fan. I don't anticipate not being a Clippers fan in the future, even if Paul George isn't a Clipper anymore. I still think I will be a Clippers fan. I'm not going to switch up on them now. I'm just a Clippers fan for life. And that's just the way it is. I would love to see Paul George get one more season in L.A. I'd love to see Kawhi Leonard get another season in L.A., but if I had to choose between the two of them, I'm sending Kawhi Leonard elsewhere, and I'm choosing to lead my franchise with Paul George, and I'll see what I can get back in return. But this could very well be the end of the 213 era in, in L.A. And obviously expectations were very high with Paul George and Kawhi Leonard on the court. But in reality, the Clippers only played in just 41% of their games the last four seasons with Paul George and Kawhi Leonard on the same floor at the same time. Only 41% of games Paul George and Kawhi Leonard were on the floor at the same time. 
over the last four seasons. Three of the four seasons, and this is coming from Joey Lynn of Sports Illustrated, three of the four seasons have ended with one or both of them injured. And it's impossible to win in the NBA without stars. That's just a reality. In today's, in today's game of the NBA, you're not going to win without your stars on the court and healthy. That's just a reality. But one thing you can't deny is the Clippers hot and hustle even without those two guys. The Clippers were up by nine points at halftime. They were even up by eight points with eight minutes to go in the third quarter. And then Phoenix closed out the third quarter in the last eight minutes on a 40-15 to 15 run. And after the third quarter, I mean, Devin Booker had 41 points in the first three quarters. That's impossible, obviously, to overcome. But they still battled. They were up by eight points with eight minutes to go in the third quarter and ended up giving up a 40-15 to 15 run to close the quarter. And the Clippers are down by 17 points heading into the fourth. 17 points heading into the fourth. But that didn't stop them from giving it one more run and trying to fight until the last second ticked off the clock. And I can't be mad at them for that. I really can't be. I know a lot of people always ask me, how are you a Clippers fan? And I always say, oh, it started with Paul George. Then I just started liking the whole team. And that is the truth. It did start with Paul George. It did start with me liking the whole team after liking Paul George. But, I mean, I'm just a diehard fan. Now. I'm just a super fan. I might just say I grew up a Clippers fan at this point because that's what it seems like. I've been a Giants fan my entire life, and the Giants at Clippers are just about on the same level now in my eyes. When the Giants win, I'm thrilled. When the Clippers win, I'm thrilled. When they lose, both teams, I'm down. So it's not even like, oh, I just became a Clippers fan in the last couple of years. With my passion for the Clippers, I mean, it's like I was a fan my entire life. And that's why I'm recording this right now, and this is why it's a 21-minute recording here so far at 1.30 a.m. after the Clippers lost in Game 5 to the Suns. Because I love this team, and I want to give a recap of the game, give you guys my thoughts on the future of the team, and also give you guys my thoughts about how much hot and hustle that team played with and why I'm proud of them. I'm proud of them. Marcus Morris fell out of the rotation towards the end of the season, was starting for most of the season, but in the last few weeks of the regular season, was out with an injury, out with COVID, fell out of the rotation even during the start of the playoffs. 12.5 rebounds, and was 5 of 11 from the floor tonight. And he played well, hit some big shots in the mid-tonight's game. Nothing crazy, 12.5 rebounds, but when you're getting some offensive production from him, it definitely makes a difference. Definitely makes a difference. Because he was struggling during the middle of that regular season, and that was something that most fans were mad at Ty Lue about, that, that Marcus Morris was getting minutes. And rightfully so. I thought Nick Batum deserved more minutes at some point. I thought Robert Covington should have got more minutes. If the Clippers ran a lineup with Paul George and Kawhi Leonard as the two and three, with Russell Westbrook as the one, Robert Covington at the four, and Avita Zubats at the five, I think they could have won this series in five games. Six games with Terrence Mann off the bench, Norman Powell off the bench, Nick Batum off the bench, Eric Gordon off the bench, Bones Highland off the bench, Mason Plumlee off the bench. I thought this Clippers team could have won that series in five or six games. And the point I'm making here about Marcus Morris was nobody really had expectations of him, of him even playing during the playoffs. And tonight, I mean, he had 12 points, which you'll take from a guy that you really had no expectations that he could even get you a bucket at one point during the season. And I'm not sure what's going to happen with Mook. Not sure what's going to happen with Nick Batum. For free agents, Russell Westbrook is a free agent. Mason Plumlee is a free agent. And for draft picks, the Clippers have the 30th overall pick in this year's draft and the 48th pick in this year's draft. The 30th pick via Milwaukee. That might just be a projection uh, based on now since the NBA draft order isn't out. But as of now, they have Milwaukee's first-round pick and also the 48th pick in the draft. So we'll, we'll see what happens with the Clippers, which I will keep you guys posted about the future of the team. I'll probably even record another episode about my thoughts on the team at some point in the next week. But I want to just give a recap 
of where I was standing here with this team after tonight's loss. And obviously I'm devastated by the loss. I'm down with this team right now. But they left everything they had on the floor. Terrence Mann, Norman Powell, Russell Westbrook, Mason Plumley. They gave it everything they had and they left it all on the court. So at the end of the day, as a fan, that's all I can really ask of them. And everybody knows I'm a fan of players that play with hot and hustle and give it everything they have, every single possession and play with the utmost energy. And that's what the Clippers did. So I can't be mad at these guys, but we'll see what the future holds in LA with the Clippers. What I can guarantee you though is this, the Clippers are definitely gonna make moves in this off season. Whether it's trading guys, whether it's making moves in free agency, whether it's cutting players, there's no way they're going to run back the same exact team. Whether Paul George or Kawhi Leonard are Clippers next year, I mean, nobody really knows right now, but as of now, I'm leaning towards Kawhi Leonard being moved and the Clippers building around Paul George. And who knows? I mean, maybe that's what the Clippers need. Maybe they do need just to blow it up and call it a day like the Brooklyn Nets did, like the Utah Jazz did. The Brooklyn Nets blew it up. They traded Kyrie Irving to Dallas. They traded Kevin Durant to the Suns. The Jazz, they traded Donovan Mitchell to the Cavs. They traded Rudy Gobert to the Timberwolves. Maybe the Clippers have to rip it up. Maybe they will. Do I want them to? No. But at the end of the day, the reality is Steve Ballmer, the Clippers owner, didn't buy this team and he doesn't pay the most money in the NBA and payroll money to have a team that doesn't win the NBA Finals in four seasons with Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. And the Clippers have a great front office. Michael Wenger, Lawrence Frank, two brilliant basketball minds. They were able to construct this team and put this team together and they have a lot of great pieces, but... The reality is, there still is work that needs to be done. So we'll see what happens with the Clippers in the future. And I just want to reiterate one last thing. Russell Westbrook's stat line in the playoffs was as follows. 23.6 points per game, 7.6 rebounds, 7.4 assists. Leading the Clippers in points, assists, steals, and blocks. He gave them everything he had. And a quote after the game was Russell Westbrook saying, I'm a player that will make a mistake like anybody else. I'll miss shots like anybody else. I'll turn the ball over like anybody else. But I do a lot of things that other players can't do. And I've done a lot of things that other players haven't done. And he also opened up about this season. He said, start off difficult, honestly. But I'm so grateful and blessed to end up in a situation where I'm just allowed to be myself and be able to be brought in with open arms. I'm happy and blessed to be able to finish another season. It's been a roller coaster. And when asked about free agents, he said, one thing I'll tell you is I love it here. I love the people, the fans who embrace me, not just me, but my family and my close friends. I'm grateful and I definitely love being here. Ross, I'd love to have you back as a Clipper. I'd love to have Paul George back with you as well. And the reality situation is, no one knows what the future holds, but what were you able to do with this Clippers team in games two, three, and four was special. Was special. It just proves you could still do that on a nightly basis. I always had the trust and you always had the faith in you. I never faulted once in my faith in you, and I'd love to see you back in a Clippers uniform. So that'll conclude this episode, 27 minutes. Here I am at 1.38 a.m. here on BC's campus in Chestnut Hill, giving you a breakdown of the Clippers game. Didn't anticipate it being a 30-minute episode, but that's just how things shook out, obviously. So maybe I needed it just to let things go about the season, and things didn't go the way I wanted it to, but at the end of the day, I'm proud of the way the Clippers fought. I'll still be a Clippers fan no matter what. Still a diehard fan through the thick and thin with them. So... The Clippers brought me a lot of joy during the season. There was obviously a lot of ups and downs, a lot of high moments, a lot of low moments, a lot of times that this team could have quit and they didn't. And that's why I'm proud of them and that's why I'm excited to see what the future holds. They play the exact style of basketball that I'm a fan of. Play with heart, play with grit, 
and play for each other. They were a family out there, and even though things didn't work out, I'm excited to see what the future holds in L.A. And I'll keep you guys posted about my thoughts. There's obviously going to be a long offseason, a lot of questions to be answered. But one thing I can tell you is that this Clippers team left everything they had on the floor. We'll see what happens with Tyron Lue. I think he'll be back as head coach of the Clippers. I don't really blame him for what went on there. Obviously not playing Robert Covington. That's definitely a question for him. But with Paul George's injury and Kawhi Leonard's injury, I can't really blame him. He brought Russell Westbrook in, welcomed him, gave him a role that worked well and got Russell Westbrook to thrive, found roles for Bones Highland off the bench, who lost minutes in the rotation at one point, got everything he could out of every player in that lineup. Besides Robert Covington, I think even though the rotations weren't elite, I'm not saying they were great all season long, but considering Paul George and Kawhi Leonard were hurt, I mean, it's a tough position to be in as a head coach when you're without your two best players, especially against the Phoenix Suns who have Kevin Durant and Devin Booker both putting up huge offensive numbers. And DeAndre Ayton beating you in the mid-range with Chris Paul beating you in the mid-range as well. I mean, it's just tough to beat a team when they're beating you so just easily in the mid-range you don't have your two best defenders of Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. But you also do have Rubber Covington on the bench who logs no minutes in tonight's game and was a DNP for most of the season. If, even when he did play, he was in there for mostly garbage minutes whenever he did log a minute or two. But I'm proud of the Clippers, excited to see what they do in the future. And as I said, I'll be with them no matter what happens. As I said, they brought me a lot of joy this season, brought me a lot of happiness. And they always kept me with a positive outlook whenever they had a big win. So thank you to the Clippers for everything this season. Things didn't work out the way we wanted it to. But at the end of the day, we've just been hit with some bad luck over the last few years with injuries. Hit with some bad luck with players not really panning out. Obviously, John Wall didn't work out in L.A. Obviously, Reggie Jackson fell off a little bit this year, and that was a big issue. I think the Clippers had higher expectations for him this year. They obviously had higher expectations with Paul George and Kawhi Leonard fully healthy, and they just couldn't get those guys healthy at the same time in the playoffs for the third out of four years of those two guys together. So there's a lot of circumstances that we couldn't control, but at the end of the day, it was one hell of a ride, and I'm proud of the way they fought. And you can't really question the heart of the Clippers. It was undeniable, and they played with just relentless effort every single night. So that will conclude this episode. Thank you guys so much for taking the time to listen to this. As always, I appreciate it. Hope you guys have a good one, and as always, go Clippers.